Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We got license plate guy on again. We got a part two of the interview, even though it's not part two. It's just a second time interviewing. It was fun. I can't even remember what we talked about, but I just know that we had a good time. So, uh, anything else, Justin? Yeah, that was probably that was probably the quickest hour that I've ever spent interviewing somebody, just because it was just so low key. Uh, I know everybody enjoyed the conversation the first time around, and I think you're gonna enjoy it this time around again. It's kind of a it was less serious, you know, because, again, it's not like we're talking about free agency. It's not like we're talking about the draft. We're kind of removed from all of that kind of stuff. We touched on it a little bit, um, but we just had a good time. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. I guess we, we do some news. Daniel Jones in Texas with Colt McCoy working out with wide receivers um, with basically working out with the skill players plus John Hillman. <laughs> I, I, I knew you were going to throw in a, throw in a little John Hillman slander um i i was going to say if you didn't say john hillman i was going to say most importantly john hillman you're you were forgetting about him <laughs> yeah so that's that's cool uh you know we're not going to spend 10 minutes on that but it's always good to see that it doesn't make me like jump for joy but it also is one of those things where it's like if he's not doing that like it's a little more worrisome uh so glad he's doing that and glad that all those guys are willing to go down there too but here's the main question you know how uh well i guess they would have gone to duke if like all the facilities and if the campus was open, right? But is so is Texas going to be the spot? Well, it is this year, and Colt McCoy is the one who hooked it up. So I mean, that signing's mm. already paying off. There, <laughs> Texas has probably like the biggest football budget in the nation. Maybe Alabama's probably more than them now, but like Texas was known as like like I remember we went to visit FSU, and FSU was like talking about how broke they are compared to like they're like you know we're not as big as like Texas. Like I thought FSU was huge, and now you're talking about how big Texas is. So never been there, so I I, uh, I think it's big. So that's cool. But let's uh let's kick it the license plate guy. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome back onto the program one of our very few recurring guests, maybe like four or five. Our man, our guy. Joe Rubach, license plate guy, as many of you know him. What's going on, my man? How you been living? Hey, I'm living in quarantine, baby. I'm living in, I'm living the life of luxury, eating like a fat slob and waiting for football to start. I know, man. I'm waiting on that NBA. And, you know, they're going to be having, like, the NBA Finals might be my favorite event of the year. And they're going to have that smack dab in the middle of the NFL. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that. I really don't think I'm going to. I'm just going to be sleeping three hours a night because after those NBA finals games, I can't sleep, man. I'm too wired up for the next hour and a half. Yeah. I, I see that you're big into, into the B ball. I, I, you know, the amount of, of time and money and everything I put into the giants, I'm, I'm, I'm like so pumped up that I don't love anything else as much as I love football. Thank God I'd kill myself. I know dude. I'm, I'm already preparing for sports overload, but anyways, we're having you back on. You know, we probably won't get to talk with you on here until after next season. Hopefully. Hopefully we don't get to talk to you because that means that we're not pushing the season back or nothing. Exactly. But first, we want to do – I almost – we forgot to do it, but we did this little thing, and Ta- Dave Tolson inspired it because he's like, I, you know, I didn't get into any awards or anything like that. So we said, you know what? We want guys that are around, you know, 
involved with the Giants who genuinely like us. That's basically the biggest thing is genuinely liking us because, you know, we might have some people on and they'll be good guests, but you could tell they just don't genuinely like us. And I think we can we catch that from you so far. So, license plate guy, we are inducting you into the Talking Giants Ring of Honor. You're the third member. You get a T-shirt, which is, I mean, huge deal. So it's you, Tollefson, and then, uh, you know, our, our friend Anthony Tomano. And that was... Uh, Absolutely. You know. I'm honored, I especially to be with those two guys. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. I, you know, one day, when we're going to look back, you're going to have 500 guys in that ring of honor. So thank you. That's awesome. Uh, we're, we're, I, I might have to put a cap on it so we do make it an important thing. Because you, you just said, I'll have like 500 people on. Every single person who just like smiles in an interview, like talking Giants <laughs> Ring of Honor. So no, there, there no, no, really no. Aren't, be... There really aren't 500 people in the world that probably genuinely like us and probably find us funny. That's true. <laughs> I, mean, I say 500, or I'd say five. I'm sorry, I forgot what I said. Five is more realistic, honestly. Ah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so we got a lot to get into. Um, I think we'll just be more just talking. You know, we miss you for the draft. So you got your Twitter shut down, and I know you told me the story, but a lot of people have like no clue what happened. What what in the world happened, and how frustrating? I know you'll say, "Oh, I use Instagram and stuff like that," but it had to be frustrating to not be able to fire off some takes on Twitter during the draft. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's frustrating, but you know when you get shut out, or you wind up in Facebook jail, or get kicked off of Instagram, or or in my instance, you know, uh, Twitter, you know, there's there's a calm to it as well. You know, sometimes you wake up at, you know, five, six, seven in the morning or whatever and grab your phone to look at your Twitter or whatever. I didn't have to do that. So it was kind of a small percentage kind of cool that I could just, you know, go about my day and, you know, at some point look to see if it was back on. That's the most frustrating part. So, so I guess somebody tried to hack me. They tried, you know, I, I have several people that have fake license plate guy accounts. I have no idea why I'm not that interesting. I have no idea why somebody would do that. But they wound up to change my birth date. And Twitter immediately shut me down and then kept emailing me, telling me that I was not of age to join Twitter, which is 13. So it's the frustrating part is you can't call anybody. You literally have to email away and get a case number and you know i finally got a case number and i sent my license i sent my birth certificate i told the story i did this and then they write back uh uh yeah we weren't able to read it we weren't able to read what i sent you five different emails and then you then it's just a waiting game then they write you back uh, you know just an email that says you know due to the virus we're experiencing I don't even that have to has tell been you. the biggest crock since oh. this virus, that's been the worst part is companies just being like, hey, we're lazy for the next few weeks. We're not we're not helping you. That has been infuriating. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you try to get some like I had an Uber charge me because I, I accidentally uh, hit the wrong card on an Uber. Oh. And so I didn't have the funds in there. So I use I went and switched my other card. Doesn't matter. I, I hit you for a I cancellation. Put, I, what happened? No, I put funds in the other card like five days later and then it charged me for the Uber twice. And I tried to contact him, like, so due to these corona times, it's like, so you guys are just allowed to rip me off for the next three months and just hit me back That's, with that automated email, man. I've been losing my mind with it. <laughs> That's correct. And, and it, took, it took a month, but uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I had Saquon help me. 
I had Odell help me. I had some other people help me. And I got somewhere where I got to actually talk to someone. I did a free my homie license plate guy tweet, so I tried. I, I appreciate it. That's probably what got me back on and up and running. That's probably what kept you off for a little longer. <laughs> anyway, a month later, like they hit me back and said, uh, you're up and running. Now you have zero followers and you're following zero. And I'm like, all right, cool. Start over. Don't lie to me. You're all right, cool. You were infuriated. Don't lie. No, you know what? It's I'm going to say this to you guys. All right. If you if you seriously get caught up worrying about your following, you're not going to survive. You're you're only going to be chasing the whole time. One hundred, you want one thousand. One thousand, you want ten thousand. Ten thousand, you want a hundred thousand. If you get caught up in that, forget it. I would rather, and I'm dead serious, guys. I would rather have quality following than some crap following that I bought on the internet for, you know, a hundred bucks that gave me 10,000 followers. Sorry. I'm, I'd rather talk to the, the hundred people that I interact with all the time than the 70,000 I have. I'm not joking about that. Yeah, well, I a, want the a, quality and the numbers. <laughs> no, but the that's numbers. honestly a, a great point because there's actually, it's a real thing and it's called a rival fallacy where let's just say by the end of the year, I want to have X amount of thousands of followers, right? So you get to that goal, you know, maybe before the end of the year, but it's just like you literally feel no different than you did the day before. So and I loved you had that tweet. You had that tweet a while back, and I honestly absolutely love it because we talk about community on this show, and that's what we're kind of it's what we're kind of going for. So I loved how you like worded that perfectly. On that was even before I think your Twitter got shut down. Yeah, so. great. I, I will, hey Bobby, I will tell you after what you just said, I'll tell you that. I'm a recurring guest because I do like you guys and you do your knowledgeable fans and of sports, not just just the Giants. So you wanting those numbers, you'll get it because of who you guys are. That's it. Wait, your numbers will climb because of what you put out. Everything in due time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all a process. So now you didn't get to fire off any draft takes. So let's let's hear some draft takes first. I mean. You know, I know you, you know, congratulate me in private for being so right about Andrew Thomas. So you don't need to do that on here. But give me give me some draft takes, my brother. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice little uh, push right there. So, look, it was a no brainer this year. Uh, uh, everybody wanted Chase Young. Uh, everybody. I didn't I would have taken an, an offensive tackle over Isaiah Simmons. Um, I wanted Young, period. He wasn't going to last past one <laughs> or even two. And then if he was, somebody would have traded up and got him at two or three or whatever the case may be. But um, I'm tired of jumping on podcasts, jumping on Twitter, jumping on Instagram and talking about the line. I wanted an OT. I wanted an OT. I wanted an OT. I was very vocal about that. Shoot, I got the last couple of years wrong anyway. So I was kind of right with the OT wise. As far as who? Um, I like the footwork and, uh, and the work of, of Wills. I really did. He was my top offensive lineman. Um, I wasn't getting caught up with the worfs of the world. I was not on Becton in the beginning, the middle or the end. Uh, I can't wait to make fun of him where he is. <laughs> but, um, Thomas to me was my second, third. I had Thomas and Worfs the same. 
Uh, but they were below, they were below Wills. With that said, I don't give a crap. You had these monster offensive linemen, and the Giants are getting one of them. Kudos to you. Not in private. You nailed it. You had Thomas from the beginning and you stayed with it. But I don't care. We got the guy. I'm totally cool with it. And now you and I are going to argue about right and left. I love. Oh, no, we are not doing that. This is going to be a fun <laughs> podcast. That is the quickest way to annoy me. Um, it really is. Uh, now, I know partner here is doing it. I love it. You know, we, we, uh, you know, with the Thomas stuff, I was losing my mind during it. I, I was, no, I was questioning myself. I'm like, am I just an idiot? Because I just, I just like Thomas so much. That being said, I was scared that it was going to be worse. Now, I don't take myself seriously enough where if they picked worse, I'd be like, how dare they? Because it's like, I didn't watch all 13 games or this whole guy's whole career, but I was kind of scared of worse because he seemed just like a combine guy. Uh, but yeah, yes. man, like you said, it's nice to listen. If if he busts, he busts. But at least we know we're not just neglecting the spot any further, you know? Dude, dude, please don't say that, number one. <laughs> because it, it ain't guy, happening. If this guy busts, I, I don't even – I'll lose it. I really will because it, we're, we're finally solidifying some stuff here, and it would be devastating. It would be devastating. Yeah. yeah. Who, who's, your, who's your guy overall for the – like, you know, we all – you know, have good thing people would think are better, but who's like from this draft? Are you like, that's my guy. I love that pick. Well, uh, it's no longer the guy in Washington. I, mean, I think that guy's a bust. That guy's gonna break an ankle at first. Which one? Who? Oh, young? No, I'm talking yeah, just like Giants round two through seven. Who's like a guy yeah, like I, I've? You're like, oh, that's a really good pick. Uh, you know what? I, I, you know, I don't know. I really don't. I I think the Giants had a hell of a draft. I mean, uh, uh, how do you, um, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, you can say McKinney. Your... I see you giving McKinney love. You love the guy. And it's, it's hard to not, honestly. Okay. I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, McKinney. Okay. And yeah, you, you, you've seen it. And yeah, I do like the guy. And I think that he's got a great head on his shoulders. And it's funny because I'm probably going to be killed by some of your viewers, but my God, does he remind me of Collins? And I'm not just saying the position. I'm not saying the school. I'm not. I'm saying that the head on his shoulders. He's smart. He's definitely an intelligent guy. He probably knows the playbook inside and out. So did Collins. Uh, he probably could come up and take your head off in a tackle. Unlike Collins, I just okay. He's going to cover the tight end a little bit better than Collins. So, so with that said, yes. If you have you put me on the spot, I'm going McKinney. I think it was an awesome pick. And God, did it mirror the same thing as Collins. Complete mirror. Yeah. So you've been doing what you've done for a while. And you see McKinney, like, he, he you know, he talks on Twitter and stuff. And yeah. I like it. That being said, now, if he's not, like, the greatest player in two, three years or something, and those continue, I know you've seen this. They People, it will go from, like, I love what this guy is saying. The same with Joe Judge, too. People won't be able to stand the guy. Uh, hey, look, isn't that isn't that everyday life? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if he's not I'm, good, people won't like him regardless. So you're right. Right. And then everybody will be like, oh, everything you were saying on Twitter, yeah, you're so full of crap, you suck. And that's a given. I mean, look, he started out quiet. And then obviously, the world we live in. I mean, uh, to his point, to your point, everybody's talking right now, too, you know. Right. And, and rightfully so. Uh, he He became... Vocal, <laughs> very boisterous. The first couple of things he put up last week, I 
don't know him well enough to to tweet him what I wanted to or or private message like, hey, hey, maybe not right off the bat. But then his interaction with fans was very classy. That's what got me. He was not berating anybody. He was answering them the way he wanted to answer them, but still very respectful. And I liked it. I was like, this, you know what? This guy is years above his age. He does something that I like too, is not just responding, but being like, all right, like you're talking about this. Let's do it. Let's go help it. Like, if you want to bring this up, let's do it. Yes. I've always, like, I've had somebody like, this is getting old, you know, like if I post a scripture, I'm like, hey, man, if I would love to set up a Skype call and we can talk about it. Yeah. And nobody, nobody will ever respond, you know, it's like, awesome. you'll just want to throw, throw, throw darts. So I like that about him, that he's not only just, you know, talking, but he's also being like, hey, well, let's, let's do something about it. Yeah, let's fix it. What do you want to do? What, yeah. what kind of ideas do you have? You know what he's, he reminds me of, uh, of Banks on uh, Twitter. Call Banks is, does the same thing with people. He, he wants to engage and, okay, you got better answers? Hit me or go educate yourself or something like that. Carl keeps you on your toes. Like when I do my voiceovers, I'm like, I better not mess up one little thing or Carl will come over the top and tell me how dumb I am. Uh, Carl loves dunking on people, and I love it too. I love watching it. I want to get him on and just let him talk about that because you know he, what? Enjoys it. he I, keeps you on your toes. I'll try and help you if you don't mind. I'll try and help that happen. He don't want to come on. We've asked. He says... He'll respond. He's he's and I love him. I'm not mad. He's the guy who responds like three weeks later and says yes in his heart. But I'm not mad. I, I love the guy. Like I, I don't expect him to come on. And we're, we're gonna win him over on our, on our ourselves eventually. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. The last uh, the last voiceover video that I I did. Uh, remember last year that there were a few points where a tight end and Golden Tate they just ran on top of each other through like crossing routes and they did it multiple times yeah, last yeah. year. And it would be like, what, what are we doing? First play of the, of the second Dallas game at home. It's like, what are we doing? I like made a video about it in Carl Banks. I didn't even, at the time, he wasn't even following me. Didn't even, he comes out of nowhere, just RKOs me and just absolutely rips it apart. See, I don't know what, I, I started making Giants history videos and I started making cat videos. That's what I started doing from there on out. Um, in terms of why I think like, you were hesitant to like maybe pull the trigger and say, oh, McKinney was that best pick in the draft is because so many people have been talking about like, oh, McKinney is that best pick of the draft, maybe besides Andrew Toms. And everybody's just had that take. And, I, and I've had it as well. I feel bad about it <laughs> because it's like we're repeating the same thing over and over again. But you even talked about with picking Thomas about like we, we filled a need. We didn't we didn't let that need go. And you on the first time that you came on, we talked about. You know, maybe a little bit of controversy surrounding, you know, the 2018 draft and letting that need go, you know, a little bit longer than maybe it should have been addressed in terms of that quarterback. So even looking at a guy like Pear, where now we've paired and we've or at least we've set ourselves up for success with Pear and Thomas and even your boy Nick Gates is thrown in there. But let's act, let's actually maybe go there because you talked very passionately about Nick Gates and the conversation is starting to now heat up with camp is approaching. So. Talk about Nick Gates and how, you know, how you can see all of this playing out, you know, with him, with Pear, um, you know, whether it's this year or Nate this Solder, year. Right beyond. tackle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so why we're on this subject, I, I, I guess we should talk offensive line and then jump into preseason, which I'm sure Bobby wants to talk about. Well, so I got a bone uh, to pick with you. I know you do. I know you do. And I, I'm geared up for this as well. So, 
So look, you know, Nick Gates, it's funny. You want to you want to jump on your social media and not you, anybody. And you want to talk about a player and uh, and say, well, I, I, you know, I really liked what that guy, whoever it is. I really like what that guy showed us. He was pretty good. He did this. He jumped over here. He was here when you needed him and, and was very serviceable at tackle when you need him. And then the haters, oh, I played five games. Big deal. That's all he was allowed to play. Okay, that's all. That's all he was in there for. Nick Gates is good. People have to get their due. You have to see them play, not only in preseason, but you got to see them in camp. You got to see them in practice. Go all out. They know what Nick Gates has. It's can't tell me this was some surprise to the Giants that Nick Gates was serviceable. Yes. You always try to upgrade the position, hence a draft pick. But he's very, he's very serviceable, and I have no clue what the Giants are going to do in right tackle and left tackle when we start. And that's going to happen in camp. And I'm down for anything. I'm down for Solder not starting at left tackle because – Three games into the season and four sacks, I'll lose my mind if you have to move the right tackle over the left tackle. Yeah. 100%. You move him to right tackle right off the bat, you move Thomas to left tackle, you're done, let it play out the way it is. No problem. Solder goes back to left tackle, he starts, he is nothing like he was in 19, he shows up the way he was supposed to show up. Thomas is over there, right tackle. Everything is hunky-dory in Giants land. So to each his own. You and I don't pay paid the big bucks to make these decisions. And that's going to happen when, one, they know every goddamn block at assignment. And let's hope that Thomas is smart, okay? Because it starts in the freaking playbook. It starts in your mind, in your head, knowing where you, what you have to do. The calls, this and that, the audibles, everything else. And then... You go and you battle it out. I can't, I literally can't wait for the Giants beat writers to, to be all over social media about the battles going on in the offensive line. Yeah, unfortunately, we won't get to see all of them, but we will get to see preseason games. And you are out there, are just out there speaking for the NFL, a bootlicker, trying to get rid of preseason games. Why are you trying to get rid of preseason games? What did they ever do to you? It's more football that we get to watch. Okay, one bootlicker. Yeah, you're licking you're licking the league's boots trying to get rid of uh, preseason games. Two, two. I said no problem. Three. They're only talking about cutting it in half. They weren't getting rid of them. How? Yeah, four to two. That's a big deal. So that I want to watch. So I want to watch Rice and John go up and and moss people at six foot seven. <laughs> All right, so. Let's talk about preseason real quick. It's no secret that back in the day they had six uh, preseason games. Um, nobody went to them. They threw the tickets in with your with your package. You didn't pay for them, and uh, and that was the that was the chance to give your brothers and sisters a chance to go watch a football game. So you normally handed those down the preseason. You gave them to your butcher. You gave them to your the guy at the supermarket, you gave him to the, you know, your mailman. So then you had to start paying for them. Oh, my God, that was such a killer. Um, so 
preseason to me, Bobby, these are very, there's like these games. What do they do for a roster spot? You think that preseason is going to land you a roster spot? You don't think that the practice of all those weeks together and the scrimmages and the hitting and the playbook, you don't think that all that in practice was enough? You have to go out there and see them for four plays during preseason? You know, is that what you're saying? Or, or I mean, you I'm and saying, I can I need them, so I, heck, I can pop off takes off preseason. I can't pop off takes off camp. I understand, I, and I completely understand that. And you know I'm going to come back with you're not a coach and don't be ridiculous. And, of course, and and I'm going to throw out, you know, Soup Harris, Marcus Harris, who was an MVP of preseason, or Corey Washington, who was an MVP. And you'll throw back Victor I'm just saying, you'll throw back Victor Cruz and this and that. And we go back on it. We go back, you know, back and forth. To me, those battles happened already. And if you think, and this is what I love about preseason. I love when coaches uh, uh, or or fans tell you, "Well, we have to we have to see them. We don't know what they're we don't know what they're like, but don't play them too much because Dallas and Washington and the Eagles don't know about him. If this freaking guy played college football, they know about him anyway, and they guaranteed to have tape on him. So I don't believe any of that. I never did. I never will. Uh, I think preseason is unnecessary and an outdated risk. However, I'll give you two games. <laughs> All right, whatever. We're never going to agree on this. Uh, now, I want to rewind. We were talking about good Twitter games. Yeah. Your boy Eli joined. How about that? You know, Tynes had talked about it. Uh, you, I think you hinted at it. I was pretty I, I, pretty shocked when it actually happened. So I knew that it was, uh, it was a possibility. Um, I still didn't think it was going to happen. I, however, I give full credit to Tynes for pushing. Um, I don't. I don't, it couldn't have been times altogether because the first tweet from Eli had to have, it would have been to times then. It would have been like, all right, sucker, I'm here already. Leave me alone. So I don't, I don't know what got him on, but I will tell you that uh, I had a, a, a package of stuff for Eli's kids that I had to get. And I had a conversation with his wife and she's like, get ready. And I'm like, for what? And she didn't tell me. And I knew a couple of days later what it was, which was, hilarious but look uh i think i put out a tweet once he got on that you're going he's gonna knock it out of ballpark he's gonna be funny as hell but once he gets on and he has some fun for a couple of days you'll see him when he pushes something for a hospital you'll see him when he pushes something for the blind dogs you'll see something for the j fun and that's the only time you'll see him but hey even today Posted a video in his house and some pictures. I was not suspecting him to like like you said. I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be like Daniel Jones Twitter, where it's literally only ads. Like yeah. like Daniel Jones, I don't think he's since he's been a giant. I don't think he's ever typed out a tweet. There was one where he responded to like Benjamin Victor, but I don't even think he did that. I think that was like his <laughs> social media guy. I think so um, too, because it's all ads. But it's like it truly is Eli doing it. Obviously, he had like the Frank's Red Hot. But it's been cool that he's actually running it and letting, being like, "Hey, I want to show off my wall. Let me let me share this with everybody." Do you think that's the first time that he's been in his gym since he retired? And that's it's <laughs> like, oh, I have these pictures with this wall. Yeah, I, I I gotta tell you, I I am very much looking forward to that kind of content. 
I want to see his garage. I want to see his basement. I, I want to see the size of his TV. I want I want to see those. I want to see his backyard. I want to see him throw the ball around with his kids. I I'm really for that content. So uh what a gym. Holy crap, those the free weights. He was he's you know, he's getting it in. I mean, now you know how that 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 massive body that he has, and you know where he's getting it from. But uh uh I don't know. I like it. I, I hope he posts every day. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you forget people forget because you know you see Eli running compared to like the rest of the NFL. And you know, it's like you forget this guy is a six foot five NFL yes. athlete for 16 straight years. He yes. is more athletic than you. He he's right. not going to outrun, you know, Saquon Barkley, but compared to you, he's he's a better athlete than you. People I people totally forget that. It's like you know this guy throws the ball 60 yards down the field. Right. You don't get that with a noodle arm. It's it's funny that you say that because how many times in the past couple of years did you look forward to preseason or OTAs or whatever when he was at Duke playing basketball and we got those videos and we were like, yo, this guy can play ball. This guy's a good basketball player. Yeah. I would just look forward to those videos coming out because it would show you that, yeah, he's an athlete and he's better than you. I know. It's like he will post you up and take you down. <laughs> he will post you up. Correct. Yeah. So, Justin, now there's these wide receiver groups. I know you had a question about that, oh, Justin. Oh, boy. All right, let's do it. So, uh, Bobby and I have been in the middle of a debate Ooh, uh, these last, the last, the last couple of days. So, we want, we want your help. We All want your debate. input. We had, that, uh, we had that Ryan Distier tweet yesterday about the six great Giants wide receivers of the last maybe 15 years or so. We had Toomer, Steve Smith, Burris, Cruz, Nix, Odell. So if you had to pick your two, you could pick your two. You can have your pair Odell of, you know, out of those, out of those six, who are you going with? I'm going with Odell and Plax. Same, same. Justin is trying to be like, pretend he's no. smarter than everybody else and doing <laughs> Odell and Steve Smith. Like, Oh, they'd be okay. a good fit. It's like, okay, I'll fit. give me the two best ones. And I'll I, tell you, I'll, every I'll tell you single one on there is better than Steve Smith. <laughs> no, Steve, Hey, Steve Smith, Steve Smith, did his job. Steve Smith was a baller, but you're not you're not taking Steve Smith over Burris, and you're not taking Steve Smith over OBJ. Now, look, you want to sit there and you want to argue with me about Toomer, who will catch everything thrown to him, who was an unbelievable route runner, um, who had separation. He did everything a wide receiver uh, uh, was asked to do. He's not better than Odell or Plax. So... You know, and I'm obviously I'm not downplaying any of those guys, but you can't compare OBJ, who, if the, he didn't do some of the things he did here, would have went on to set unbelievable records in New York. And Plaxico Burris is a was a ridiculously great wide receiver, and uh, and and you can't keep teach height, so that's the only two you could go with. Every single person on that list was the number one guy at one point, besides Good Steve point. Smith. Amani <laughs> was the number one for a long time. Plax was the number one. Cruz was the number one. Knicks was the number one. OBJ, the uh, Steve Smith, maybe was the number two at one point for like maybe part of a season. But to, but but in justice, fair to him, it doesn't matter. No, actually, not fair to him. It doesn't matter if he was the number one at one point. He's still not getting picked over those two. Any of those five, I couldn't believe. I you got know, on him today. I you know so what? You know I feel bad for on that list? Justin, when I reamed him about it. Ooh, Justin, who do I feel bad for on that list? You kind of feel bad for, for either Cruz or Knicks. Cruz. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, Knicks was great. Top five wide receiver of Giants history. But Cruz, Cruz electrified the crowd. Cruz was, Cruz was, I don't even think there was a player after LT. Was there a player after LT that you chanted his name? No. I'm really, that's an honest question to you guys. Who, who did the Giants go absolutely sick for? Besides Manning. Who? Cruz. Cruz electrified every every jersey was an 80. The the Cruz around the stadium was electrifying. He was the man. He was OBJ before OBJ. And then OBJ came in and, and stole uh, Cruz Thunder. But yeah, I feel bad for him because he was awesome. Cruz was awesome. Yeah, he was a legit star. Like he doesn't Star. get the injury, and then Od- like you said, Odell coming in like right after. Yeah, like, but he was a star wide receiver. Obviously, being in New York helps. But like, I'm trying to think like, be- and going backing up to Strahan, like anybody between Strahan and Odell, I don't think anyone. You know, obviously not Eli. You know, I don't want to count him. But like, who was a star like him? Plax wasn't the star that Cruz was. No, I'm telling you, Shockey I'm wasn't. None of those guys. Like it was the right. 2000s. Is Strahan, Cruz, Eli. And Odell. Right. I, I, I believe. And you know what, Cruz? I mean, thank God for preseason games. <laughs> oh, boy. You were trying to, you're trying to get me riled up. Um, <laughs> no, you're you're right. We, we're going to go from LT. You're right. Strahan, Eli. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, even in the even in the Super Bowl run of 2000, I mean, you just had a bunch of guys. You didn't have that. He didn't have that that caliber, so you know. I mean, maybe Joe Jervicious. I don't know. I loved him in Tampa Bay. He was a he was a good <laughs> player. I remember he. I think he had his kid like the day after the NFC Championship against the Eagles. That I listen. I rooted for the Bucks hard that year, especially beating the Eagles in the NFC Championship. Shout well, out Rondé Barber. Big time, yes, yeah, big time. And you know what? Good call with the Shockey one. He took over. Uh, he took over the crowd as well in the. Just, just when he came up on, on the scene and he, and he, the Hall of Fame game, and he ran that guy over, he was an immediate love for Giant fans. And of course, that whole, that whole week, that whole week of the Eagle game, Dawkins and him talking, and he went and ripped that ball away from Dawkins in the end zone, like that was the greatest play of my life at that time because I hated Dawkins. I hated him, and he ripped it off in the end zone and started talking crap, and I loved it. I love Shockey. You know, that was like his rookie year was when I really first started getting into football and, you know, get, having him come from Miami, yep. you know, the Giants. In the, I mean, that rookie year was awesome. So, yeah, I, I was a big Shockey fan. I actually, that reminds me, and it speaks to my character. I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but we did our five Giants, like, of all time we'd want to be quarantined with when we mm. quarantined, and two of those – now have been in trouble because with guns. DeAndre Baker and Plaxico Burris were two of the five guys I picked, man. How wild has that been? <laughs> what? You picked Baker to be quarantined with? Well, I picked three former guys, and I, I said I want two current guys. And one was Daniel Jones, and one was – this was before everything. One was DeAndre Baker. I was like, I just know I'd get along with him. Like, I've listened to interviews with him. I was just like, he's just someone I know I would get along with. And I think that speaks more about me than anything. <laughs> yeah, here was here was Bobby's list. Bobby's list of who he would want to be quarantined yeah, with. Read that, man. Read that. Jeremy Shockey, 
Plaxico like, Burris, like Brandon it. Jacobs, Daniel Jones, DeAndre Baker. You got an awesome list, and then you just threw the guy in there for no reason. Like I said, we're going to have fun, and I got Daniel Jones there just because he's my guy. And then, two, if Jones is there, I already I know I'm not the whitest person there. So that's that's it, a big reason I'm bringing Jones in there, too. Yeah. You know, it's funny because if I was quarantined, if I had a list, I'd be so off base. I'd either want all the superstars, you know, Saquon, Jones, blah, blah, or I'd want, like, all the linemen only. I'd only want the linemen. Because I think that'd be so, I think the wrestling matches and the eating contests, I think that would be amazing to be quarantined with all those guys. Well, I, I had a, I had quite the your interesting array of people, too. What was I your had list? Larry Zonka, because he was a giant. Correct. Was a giant at one point, and he makes a ton of, he's made a ton of money post-football, so I would pick his brain about that. Orleans Darkwa, who is one of my favorite people in the entire world. I loved him. Okay. All right. OC, O.C. Umanura, he I've recently decided that O.C. was my favorite giant um, growing up. I've recently decided that, like, in terms of, like, the giants of my childhood, O.C.'s the best. I nicknamed him the stripper. His 2010 season, he tied an NFL record for most forced fumbles forced in a single season. So mm-hmm. as a 12-year-old in the stands of MetLife Stadium, I nicknamed him the stripper. Kevin yep. Zeitler, because he has such a smooth radio voice. So I would be quarantined with, all right, Kevin, you're going to talk to me for an hour straight, and I'm not going to respond to you. And uh, I believe I also have um, uh, Bart Oates. Bart Oates, who is a lawyer, and we would talk about the law. He picked a guy who came on our show and didn't even like us, Kevin Zyler. (laughs) Bart Oates? No, no, no. He stopped lying. I know that he likes you, and so does his wife. So that's a boot. His wife loves us. She bought some of our shirt. I know. So I, 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 let me rephrase that. Zeitler didn't like me because I kept on trying to like get him to say something bad about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man! You know, I, I I'll tell you something uh, funny. I was sitting here chatting. Uh, Bart Oates. Uh, when I was, uh, I don't know if we discussed this before. When I was a, a young kid, uh, I used to go see the Giants at the Woodcliffe Lake Hilton, uh, which is a uh, in Woodcliffe in Woodcliffe Lakes, New Jersey is uh, the Hilton, and that's where the Giants stayed before home games. And that was before anybody was going to see them getting autographs, getting pictures. That was before anybody even knew they stayed there. I think a buddy told me whatever. I went I went down there, and I would see all these players, all of them walking through the hotels and got to spend all my Saturday nights. Like, my friends would think I was the biggest loser. I never went out. I just went to see the Giants. And I'm talking about, you want to talk, it's almost like being quarantined. It was talking with them in the hotel room. My claim to fame is sitting by a fireplace. I'm 12 years old. I have Bill Parcells. Uh, I have Bill Belichick. I have Len Fontes, rest in peace. I have, um, oh shoot, Johnny Parker, who was a strength and conditioning coach, and, and, and one other coach. Just sitting by the fireplace, them having cigars. And... I don't know, you just brought back memories when you said bought oats. It's crazy. To be fair, that's probably what Justin was trying to do, was just hang out by a fire, where my <laughs> group was like, hey, we're going to go out. We're going to get in trouble. We're going to need a fall guy or something. And uh, I think I <laughs> think the list has, for Yeah, I would have ended up being the fall guy for all, all of that. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. So now I do want to ask you about this. Yep. You recently thought you were going to go on a periscope with me, and it wasn't. It was my uh my good friend afro skinner uh, yes what's it like seeing all these people who have uh parody accounts with us and 
How confused were you when you didn't see my face at first? Um, all right. So, so first of all, there's a ton of, there's a ton of, uh, license plate guy accounts out there. Uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm asked, people are sending me friend requests and I'm like, that's me. (laughs) So (laughs) when I, when when I saw somebody that said, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? I was like, Bobby, we did one, but I'll do one for your other account. <laughs> no problem. And then uh, we went back and forth on DM. And finally, he he hit me up and we went live. And I'm like, you're not Bobby. <laughs> so it's definitely weird out there to uh, to see people trying to be other people, I guess. I don't know. I mean, the guy's pretty cool, but he wasn't you. Yeah, so, I, know. I had a few people. I had the talent because he had he was like using a picture of of me, and I was like, "Hey, we got to take down the pictures just because there were so many people who thought like he was me, and we oh, love the guy." But it, I was pre- I laughed pretty good when you told me about that. Hold on, there was another picture before the picture it is now. It was like a picture of me with my hair out like an afro. Oh, now that's it's a picture fair. of Randy Moss. Yes, I don't like that either. And he should change his name now. I think <laughs> I think it should just be done with it. I, he needs to. Hey, he, I want to know what his real name is. We'll see. He's he's gonna listen okay, to this. So you know what? You know what? Be, I'm doing a pod. I'm gonna go on his podcast. I'm gonna. He asked me like three more times. I I couldn't get the thing working. So I'm going next week, and 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 I'll get you his name. I'm gonna see <laughs> if, he, if he knows Giants football. I'll talk all day with him. Sounds good. I, we went in and talked with him last week, so he's he's a nice guy. All right, cool. So, you ready for no fans in the stands? Stop. Uh, I think you're as wrong as, uh, as... I'm not. I'm not. I don't think there will be. Are you like? Are you mentally prepared for that to not happen? Uh, no, not yet. I I think that uh, think that the NFL sitting back and going like this and watching all this other crap unfold. Uh, I think the the riots, uh, unfortunately, uh, put a damper on a lot of lot of things. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we live in a world where the freaking media attached to the riots and COVID took a backseat because, you know, give me something more ugly than COVID right now. And uh, however, I think, you know, there have been more cases and more cases and more cases and more cases. And and I'm scared of that because I think the NFL was sitting back and waiting for other sports to open and see what was going to happen. And it's still happening. Other sports are, you know, coming along. Baseball players, get off your ass. and really making me mad. And, uh, you know, we're going to see. But I said the other day, I think I put out a tweet. It was 99 days till the Giants were going to open. And I said, you could take 98 of those days and throw them away. No problem. Don't give me anything. Don't don't give me a camp date. Don't give me a preseason date. Don't give me a, anything fan related until the ninth until until the Giants open up at home. That's all I want. I want the Giants to open up in with Pittsburgh, and that's the first time we all get in because we're all safe. That's it. That's what I want. So am I mentally prepared? To answer your question. No, I'm not. I'm not mentally prepared at all. I don't want five percent. I don't want fifty percent. I don't want sixty percent filled. I don't want four seats away from somebody. I don't want any of that. And if the NFL decides no fans, I'm still going to the games. I'm still traveling, and I'll be in every parking lot 
that the Giants play. I love it. I love it. I like that mentality. And I think there will be fans. Um, just the way things are going. I don't think – I don't – I think eventually – and actually, no, I'm not going to share that. But basically what I was going to say is I think people are over it. You know, I think people are, are just over it. They're not. That's the problem. That's the, Bobby, let me ask you a question. Well, they'll be and over this, by September, that's for sure. I, I hope so. This, this is what scares me. You ready? So what happens if there is a percentage? And I'm, I don't know, I got a, I got a Dallas ticket, right? And I'm, I'm, the, I'm the percentage that doesn't get, how do they pick that? How do, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mind boggled. I, okay, I heard you're, you're going to put 60% of the fan. Is it only home? Is it only the, the, the home season ticket hold? That's the the main thing that I'm struggling with right now, because I mean, what you'll have is you, you have PCL holders right now. They don't, they don't go to a single game. They sell every single game. So I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to go about, you know, determining, Oh, which ones are the guys that go to the games? Which ones are the guys where they're just going to sell their tickets anyway? Uh, And I, I'm, they have basically until July because that's when they push back their deadline to, to pay for the regular season tickets. Till July, they have until then. I I don't know if they can realistically like push it back. So I really, it's really boggling my mind how they could do it. I mean, I'm sure that they can, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But you're right; it's very, it would be very hard to like oversee that. It's scary. I don't know. You're right. I don't know what they're going to do with the PSL holders or anybody that goes online to buy a ticket. Let's say, let's say you and Bobby went on. StubHub and bought two tickets to the to the opening Giants game. Like, are you entitled to sit there? And I, don't get me wrong, you'll get your money back, but you don't want your money back. You want to go to the game you purchased a ticket for. Right. So yeah, I'm nervous about that. But as we sit here in June, um, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to try not to worry about. It. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And I have all my tickets lined up. I have all my 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 plane fare lined up and my hotels and my car rentals i'm ready to rock and roll so you know whatever it is it is we'll play it by ear then a- am i gonna are you guys gonna count down really a hundred days you're gonna do it every single day I'm gonna have it's to go easy content it's easy content when there's nothing going on of course we are <laughs> you know, like 97 tomorrow whatever it is my god we might know it's like it's a, uh it's a Dalvin little... tomlinson tomorrow oh we have a sneak now a sneak peek, and this will be a tradition. We did it last year. With seventy-four days to go, we're going to use Eric Flowers, and we you know we let we put our listeners in on the joke. Um, so we haven't announced that yet, but they they get a free look with seventy-four days. We do we do Eric Flowers just for the just to see some of the people get mad. That's wonderful. I I, I appreciate that. You know what's funny now that you say that? Hold on one second. Where is it? I think I'm gonna. Uh... This is great. I know. I'm in. I'm in my closet. <laughs> you know. I think I'm gonna have to. I have. To, I've never worn this. I've had it for years. So it's really cool front. You know, nice jersey, right? I already know what's gonna be on the back. No, 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 no. So it's a weird. I don't know what made me. I don't know what made me do this jersey, but it's the. It's the. It's the junk junking game. Oh no. Dodge. And and Pesorchek. and I think I'm gonna put an Eric Flowers when running a trip in somebody. You yeah. should. That'd be that's pretty interesting. I I went to the Dolphins game um, on Monday Night Football five years ago, and I just took I just took one video of a play, and on that play, Eric Flowers gets laid out, and that was from his rookie <laughs> year. So that's 
I think it's still on my personal Instagram. If anybody wants to scroll that far down, I, I have don't. I have no idea why I wasted my money. We got I can't, first down. I can't wear that. Well, why would I even wear that jersey? I don't even know why I made it. But, What'd you uh, do with your Pat Shermer jersey? Uh, he signed it. I put it away. Yeah, people hated that one. I remember <laughs> I I said something nice to you. And someone's like, ah, screw that guy. He wore a Pat Shermer jersey. I'm like, yeah, screw, yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, screw that guy. That guy must be an asshole. <laughs> oh, so sticking with the fans in the stands, what do you think about the idea of us just doing one fan and you get to be the one <laughs> fan that goes there you know and like, we get to hear everything you say? You know what? First of all, if that's the case, then we'll go live every game. But. I mean, we'll go. All three of us will go right on this. You'll have uh, to. Sell, you'll have to sell ads. You have to. I'll like. I'll pay you so yeah. and so much to have like a talking giants shirt. You know what's funny? What's the first thing I thought about when you just asked me that? Money, selling no. ads, selling ads. No, no I, I think the. I think the other way. The hate that I would get for being that one fan. Oh, you would get so much hate because people would be jealous. That they would jealous be a hundred percent jealous. Jealous as hell. <laughs> Joe, could you imagine one fan, life's like guy? I hate that dude. He wore Pat Shermer jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real fan. You would. <laughs> He's not a real fan. That's, people would get that. so That's... mad, and they if we were losing games, they would take out their anger on you, be like, "Stop showing this guy." Yeah, um, it, it would be brutal, but it'd be fun. It, I would have a lot of fun with it. I think I would just gif it every time you come up on the screen. I, uh, there was one guy. There was one guy that kid was just I think his life mission was to just bother me after giant losses. And uh, he was like, ever since you started rooting for the Giants, they suck. Ever since you started going to games, they've been losing. And I'm like, dude, do you do realize I've been doing just the license plate guy stuff at every game for 20 years, right? 20 years. There's been some Subos in there. Those don't count. You know? <laughs> can't stand people all right yeah. now we got we got like a i have like a, a kind of a, a serious dave gettleman question for you throwing a curveball a little bit now right. i know you don't i know you don't fully know the maras like you know some former players or people within the organization let's just say but regardless you have your connections and you're a diehard fan of this football team like you just said even though some people um claim that you're bad luck uh <laughs> and something that we've been asked on the show by listeners is what does this giants team have to do this year to ensure that Dave Gettleman is back as GM in 2021. Now, oh. people ask us this, and I'm going to be honest with you, like, besides a hunch, and in my opinion, like, I have, I have no clue, and I'm kind of, like, winging that answer, but what's your kind of, like, perspective on this? Is business as usual for the Giants in terms of no they're going to hold on to this GM, or is it different? So give us your perspective. Great question. I absolutely love it. Uh, uh, unlike... Uh, Giant fans, I, I was I was on board with everybody. I wanted Giants to clean house last year. And when I mean clean house, I wanted everybody gone. I wanted the ball boys gone. I wanted the tiles in the showers gone. I wanted the soap dispensers gone. Clean everything out and bleach the whole entire building. But instead, they 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 did a mixture. They kept Gettleman. Um, I think that that question is great because I believe the Giants, the owners are going to put a ton of stock into Joe Judge. And if Joe Judge has a problem with Gettleman, he's going to outweigh Gettleman, not the other way around like it used to be. What do what do the Giants have to do to, to keep the job of Gettleman? I believe he's got to be better than 500. 
Now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's going to be kept. If it was me, he's got to make the playoffs. And even then, you don't know. But I do believe if he makes the playoffs and his draft picks this year came to fruition and the and the balls of going with Jones, I believe it saves him. If the Giants tank again, he's out. If the Giants are three, four, five win season, he's totally gone. And Judge is going to have a huge say as to who that that is because now Judge has the uh, the fallback of COVID. That's why Bobby, you know, right. two weeks, two weeks. Uh, sorry, we're in COVID mode. We're in COVID mode, and we couldn't get together with the players, and we couldn't do this, and we couldn't do that. So he's safe no matter what. He's going to be safe anyway. But uh, that's a great question. I, I Gettleman is on the hot seat, and we didn't even get to the season yet. Yeah, I think it's one of those. And that's like you're talking about cleaning house. That's why it's dangerous to fire a coach and not a GM because then it's like, well, do we have like a year of rebuilding or what? But what I will say is whatever you think it's going to be, it's going to be different than it's going to be different <laughs> once the season starts. I mean, because going into last year, everyone said uh, only thing Shermer needs to do is if Daniel Jones looks good, then Shermer keeps his job and it's rebuilding. And then at the end of the you know, seven games in, everyone was calling for Shermer's head. So whatever you think it is, it will change. And I think. Every case is different, so it, it'll be interesting. Justin, do we got anything else before we do uh, giant stories? No, I I think that's I think that's it. I think we're we're ready to rock and roll. All right, so we're going to include you in a segment, and it's been a little dry uh, lately because of what's going on in the country, and even more so the past couple of weeks. It's called giant stories. We go through these dudes' Instagram stories and stuff, and we just talk. We bring it up what they've been doing. We don't put workouts in because everyone puts their workout videos on there, and then we just let it go from there. So. Justin is going to cue the music, and I will go. Leonard Williams was scurfing around a shark tank, spearfishing, and ate his fish and fish tacos. Carter Coffin was protesting. Nick Gates was tubing out on the lake. Aldrick Rosas was eating ramen noodles. Tay Crowder got himself his own sign in Union Mountain, Georgia. BJ Hill was jet skiing, and Golden Tate was framing jerseys. What what piques your interest out of this? Uh, I saw the uh, what did you call it? What was Leonard Williams doing? Everything. Leonard Williams has the greatest life ever. I, I, I want to <laughs> trade lies with him. He lives right on the beach, and he every day he'll go like spear fishing or go like scurfing or like behind on the boat. He surfing, eats fish it. tacos. Like he yeah. just does. He lives the life. I I actually that one had my I watched him do it. I didn't know I. Believe it or not, I didn't even know what surfing was. Well, I, you just said that I, I'm not a fisherman. I don't know nothing about that. But so when you said that, I was like, "What is that? That's that thing like uh, like surfing end. behind a boat." I, that's it. Yeah, surfing. It's like All ski. Right. It's like it's 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 not skiing because it's you're not you don't skis. You got a surfboard, so it's surfing. I like it. I like. I should be into that with this hair. But uh, I uh, that piqued my interest a lot. I saw his stories. I, too, wanted to live his life on the water like that. That's what he does left and right with his fish tacos and everything else. That was awesome. 
Leonard Williams is on this every week, and every week I'm jealous of reading off what he gets to do. It's unbelievable. How about Tay Crowder getting himself a sign? That, yes, by the way, yes. he is a seventh round pick that I love. The dude flies around. Uh, I always, I always have a soft spot for guys that recently changed positions. He's a, one of those guys, and he is so fast. I, I love the Tay Crowder pick, man. I, I think I like him all, than, more than all the other seventh rounders. Tay Crowder is better than Isaiah Simmons. I like it. Hey, you never know. You never he's know. Better than, he's better than Isaiah Simmons. He's a giant. Just watch. Just wait and see. He'll be back in a few months. I like it. Um, what else we have on here? Aldrich Rosas eating ramen. It's been, it's like I said, it hasn't, we started the segment and it was awesome. And then like two weeks later, COVID happened. So nobody was putting anything on their stories. And then everything this past yeah. week has been about protests and stuff. Uh, I thought Carter Coffin was. I like that segment. You know what you should do? Could you could you play a story and put it up here on the screen? All right, let's let's see. Now they don't, you know, they they go away after twenty four hours. So let me pull a random one. I didn't pull any from today. There was nothing interesting yeah, on there. What we what we could start to do is we could yeah, screen sure. record them. First piece. Yeah. <laughs> like like that's what you should do. You should do something like that and show the story and be like, all right, whose story is this? And then make your guess. You make your guess. Guess whose story that was. Something uh, like that. Pretty cool. Okay, here you go. Who? Who is this? I can't really see this a glare, but I'm going with. Uh, You're never gonna get it. It's no. Sandro Platzgummer, the Austrian running back. Oh, the <laughs> what are the chances <laughs> of him making that practice squad, baby? You know, funny story because I have you know one of my college teammates. He played over in the Austrian league, and so we signed him. And I was like, hey, do you know who this guy is? Thinking, you know, I didn't think he would. He sends me a video. He made him fumble twice in one game. <laughs> That's not good. We should have signed your friend. I know, I know. We actually had him on when we were doing our like little undrafted free agent episode. But I was like, it's it is like my luck that the one guy we signed from Austria, one of my best friends, made fumble twice in a game. So I was somebody somebody keeps hitting me up though. Um on Twitter, probably you too, uh, talking about him. Hey, what about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? So obviously he's either from Austria or he knows the guy. So he's really That's pulling exactly hard for what it is. He's, he's, already seen me sl- he's already seen me posting highlights of his fumbles, and that's it. That's why he doesn't <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. So we're going to let you go unless you got anything for us. And, you know, if you, uh, you want to interview us for the next hour or so. <laughs> I'm good, man. You know, I love coming on here. And uh, I know we won't talk for a while on this, but uh, whenever you need them, I'm here. All right, man. We appreciate you. If you're not already following them, you probably are. Go follow that license plate guy. <laughs> Thank, thanks, man. I'll see you guys soon, man. Go Giants. Thank you, Joe. I'm not confident in my ability to be likable. All right, thanks again for coming on. Make sure you go follow License Plate. I know you guys already are, but make sure you go do it. We'll be back Tuesday. I'm not sure what the plan is for it. Maybe we'll try and do another interview and get back to that normal schedule. Obviously, been a little different past week for us. Appreciate your guys' support. We'll see you next week. Until then, let's go Big Blue.